I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in thrice welcome to the dynasty debates episode 108 the best kept secret in all dynasty fantasy football i am your humble host as always evan brown the humblest host in the biz you can catch me on twitter at ff evolution you can follow the show at dynasty debates or you can drop me an email dynastydebates at gmail.com if you have any questions comments hints tips things you love things you hate about the show let me know Guys, this is the last episode of the AFC East Breakdowns. We are talking the New York Jets, which is Rich Cooling's favorite team at Dynasty Island on Twitter. Give him a follow. Check out his work over at DLF and the Five Yard Dynasty pod. He is a great dude, smart dude, knows lots of stuff. He's managed to contain his hatred for the Patriots and the Dolphins this week. And for that, we appreciate him. We are diving into the Jets today. It's going to be a good time. Quick PSA in case you haven't listened to any of the other episodes. First of all, shame on you. Go back and listen to those other episodes. But this was pre recorded, pre edited back at the end of July. I know it's dropping in August, but I'm away on vacay with the fam for three whole glorious weeks in the US of A. It's going to be a great time. But I wanted to make sure that you guys did not miss out on any of this beautiful content. So here you have it. 90, 95% of it's still legit. There might be one or two little training camp, you know, injuries or something like that that we missed out on. But, you know, you, you get it. It'll be it'll be great. You'll love it. Let's go. The main event. Fight. Back again. One last time. Take it to the limit. We've got. We've got everything we need to have a great time. We're talking New York Jets. Who wouldn't love that? We've got Rich Dynasty Island on Twitter, named after Daryl Rivas himself, Rivas Island. So it's a match made in heaven. Guys, if you don't follow Rich already, go do so on Twitter. Check out his work over at DLF. Get on get on his Patreon. You won't regret it. Great guy, great mind, even if he hates the, the, the Dolphins and the Patriots. We can't hold that against him for all the horrors that he's suffered over the years being a Jets fan. First of all, Rich, how are you feeling? How excited are you to talk New York Jets? I'll be honest, I, I hate talking about the Jets because, um, yeah, they've they've spent the last twenty three years uh, kind of destroying me mentally slowly. So um, I, tr- I try not to talk about the Jets players. I'm sure Liam, my, my co host, is screaming that that that's all I talk about. But yeah, I, I I try not to talk about the Jets too much. Well, we are going to buck that trend today, and all we're going to talk about is the Jets. So we have been talking through the AFC East. If you've missed it, go back and check it out. It's been a lot of fun. We've talked the Bills, we've talked the Patriots, and of course, we've talked the Dolphins. And Rich has unceremoniously dumped on all of them because he's a bitter Jets fan, but we'll not hold that against them. We are going to do what we always do here. We're going to give you a little recap of what happened last season, any major changes in the coaching staff, any major signings or losses on the offensive side of the ball, talk about some of our expectations for 2022, and then give you a couple of players that we think you can kind of target to get on your squad or maybe get rid of before the uh, price just falls out, out from under you. We're going to kick off then with a recap. Last year, New York Jets finished 4-13 and in 2021, last in the division. Probably not exactly what you were hoping for, Rich, but it did happen. On the 
I suppose, positive side. Um, there were no major coaching staff changes, so they decided that they were happy enough with the progress that was made with uh, Coach Robert Sala and offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. They're going to keep rolling. They're going to roll it back, and they kind of just attacked free agency and attacked the draft to try and bolster some of the positions of need for the squad. They mm-hmm. signed Braxton Berrios to a two-year, $12 million contract extension. He is an absolute dog um they signed cj uzoma to a three-year 24 million dollar contract they brought back tevin coleman to a one-year 1.5 million dollar contract they also signed ex-viking tyler conklin to a three-year 20.25 million dollar contract and they brought back elite joe flacco for one year 3.5 million dollars uh which i find very funny because like i would understand it if it was maybe this veteran quarterback who's really helping and just putting an arm around zach wilson but it's always been like this thing that like joe flacco hates the kids you just like f them kids <laughs> like this should be my starting job so i just like to imagine that like they brought back the very guy who's not going to help zach wilson at all um now in the draft they absolutely killed it to be honest i think that the jets had my favorite draft class of anyone so tip of the cap to them they drafted garrett wilson round one they drafted Brees hall round two and they also drafted jeremy ruckert round three so we're just talking about the offensive draft um capital that they spent they also bolstered the offensive line which you love to see um and last but not least they did sign udfa zonovan knight a lot of changes so that's a lot happening not much in the uh coaching staff but a lot of people brought in a lot of draft picks a lot of things a lot of dare i say hope um rich how are you feeling uh, out of all that what do you make of it and how do you feel about the jets going into 2022 i'm, I'm genuinely scared because i think this is the first time in my jets fandom that i've i can honestly say i'm i was happy with like 80 to 90 percent of the off-season moves i think as you said i'm sitting there watching the draft couldn't be happy with how that played out i was very happy with pretty much every single one of the the kind of signings we made in terms of the offseason. Yes, there were a few players that, that we overplayed. I think Lakin Tomlinson was was a bit rich for me. I think the two tight end contracts were probably a bit rich for me. But when you're the Jets, you have to pay a premium just to get someone in the door, don't you? So I think they've had a very good offseason. Um, and that's where I'm terrified because uh, it's it starts to put thoughts in your head that actually they might might be competent and uh with the jets just when you begin to think that there's some competency there uh that tends to be when they uh, they show themselves and and destroy all your hopes and dreams it's the hope that kills as they say so we're going to dive in a little bit deeper here i want to go into some stats facts and figures from last year especially with bringing back the same coaching staff um you know obviously there'll be some differences but i'm curious to see how things play out as far as their overall game plan and how they attack the game of football when we're looking at things like pace of play they were actually seventh in pace of play which is great love to see that we want more plays we want more fantasy goodness um we're looking at one of the things I look at for each team is DVOA. So if you've not heard me talk about that yet, it is quite simply just defensive adjusted value over average. What that means in a nutshell is basically looking at the situation the team found themselves in on that game, on that season, and how did they perform? 
how many points did they score? Were they exceeding expectations? Were they underwhelming? And then they give them ranks and you can kind of just see how powerful or how efficient offenses were. The Jets ranked 22nd in DVOA. So kind of bottom third, which it isn't great. You know, it's not something, it's not what you would want. But when you think about the fact that, you know, Zach Wilson was a, a rookie quarterback, he was injured some of the year. A lot of their skill position players were off, um, were rookies. It was a first year head coach. Um, all these different situations. 22nd is isn't actually that bad. And one thing I did want to point out is the year before in 2020, the Jets were actually third first in DVOA. So even though it was a bad year and it wasn't what you probably wanted to see if you're a Jets fan, it was actually a significant improvement um, from the Adam Gase regime, which I mean, I'm sure that's not very hard to do to improve upon. He's one of the worst head coaches I've ever seen. But that is neither here nor there. Also like to look at the kind of success rates for the different plays that they ran, rush, pass. Um, you know, how successful were they with these different types? Did they excel in one area or the other? How do we quantify that? Again, don't want to be too jargony. So a play is considered successful when it gains at least 40% of yards to go on first down, 60% of yards to go on second down, and 100% of yards to go on third or fourth down. So with that in mind, the Jets were actually 51% successful on their rushing Attempts. So in their run game, 51% success rate, which translated to 11th in the NFL. That's really good. Like that's a lot better than I would have expected. They're passing, which again, we all know is where they struggled. They were 42% successful in their pass rate, which was 28th um, in the NFL. So very close to the bottom of the barrel. Altogether, then 45% total, which was 24th in the league. So again, nothing, nothing to write home about other than the run game was pretty, it's pretty successful, which kind of gets me pretty excited for Brees Hall, not going to lie. Um, and when we're looking at the actual targets, so how often did they throw the ball? How were those targets distributed? They were 10th in target volume, 560 times the ball was thrown. A lot of that being they weren't very good. They were behind. They were having to throw the ball a lot. But still, we like to see a lot of targets. That is helpful. When we look at how the targets were actually broken up and distributed, the position of um, sorry, the percentage of targets to the wide receiver position was sixty four and a half percent, which would have been good for sixth in the NFL. Three hundred and sixty one targets in total to the wide receiver position. I love to see that with my boy Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson there. Let's keep that trend going. Percentage of targets to the running back was actually 22.3%, which was ninth in the NFL. Again, that's really great. We'd love to see that for Brees Hall, Michael Carter. 125 targets to the running back position. And then percentage of targets to the tight end was literally dead last, 13.2%. But then again, they didn't really have a tight end last year. So only 74 targets. So I would expect that to go up a little bit with the significant kind of outlay they've had in the tight end market. Um, but yeah, there's some facts and figures, some stats for you there. How are you feeling hearing some of those? Do you have any sort of takeaways? I'm sure you probably memorized all those, had them all tattooed on you anyways, Rich, being the um, diehard Jets fan that you are. Any takeaways there? Or if you had to put a number, I know you're worried and you're scared, but if you have to put a number, a scale of one to 10, how confident are you going into this season with these Jets players for your fantasy football team? I think I'm at a six. And the reason I'm at a six is that I think, I, I honestly believe Mike LaFleur is a fantastic offensive coordinator. And I think some of those numbers that you just read out there hinted towards that. What We saw maybe the worst rookie quarterback season ever from Zach Wilson last year. Yet, we still had some really interesting success rate numbers and things like that because I think Mike LaFleur is really that good. I think there are some fantastic skill position players. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. 
love all of those guys. The biggest question is just Zach Wilson. And I think that, look, Zach Wilson has got the arm talent to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. I truly believe that his arm talent, the way the ball pops when he releases it, is obscene. But I don't know if he's got the talent between the years to be a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. And I think that that is that is the biggest question mark, is that I think Zach Wilson could be incredible and take this offense to new heights and this offense could really blow up with the the talent that that we're starting to see collected here but i also think that zach wilson could quite frankly fall on his face and and the jets are back to square one looking for another yet another franchise quarterback i think that it's a really interesting point that you bring up and i do think we need to go down this little like rabbit trail very briefly here don't want to take it too long but i think you're right in saying that a, the biggest question mark in all of this is Zach Wilson because of how historically bad his rookie season was um, with the expectations that he had and with the kind of talent that we assumed that he had that he could bring to the NFL. But also, B, how big of a boost did you give him in your dynasty rankings based on his recent cougar exploits um, and chasing <laughs> the older ladies? Because I've got to say that's probably at least a good three or four round jump in your ADP ranking, surely? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the first time the Jets have scored over 40 in, I think, two or three years. So, yeah, hot, hard not to pump him up after that. Absolutely. No, he's an absolute dog. I respect that. <laughs> you got to love the uh, you got to love the, the the chasing of the older ladies there. I mean, for sure. Baby faced Zach Wilson out here, you know, hunting the milfs down. So what do you think then? Do you actually believe like as a Jets fan, as somebody who follows the team, probably really you know, follows a lot of the beat reports and things like that. Do you, in your heart of hearts, do you believe that he's going to take that next step? Do you think that he makes that leap? Not with the Mills, I'll be honest, but, but on the field. I'll be honest. I genuinely don't know what to believe. The talent is there. I truly believe that the talent is there for him to be, you know, unbelievably good. I think his complete ceiling is top three quarterback in the NFL. I think the guy has got every tool that you could ever wish from a franchise quarterback. But do I think that's going to get realised? I genuinely don't know. And I, and that's where I really struggle with trying to work out what the Jets are going to do this year because I think the range of outcomes on the Jets is, is probably wider than pretty much any team, I think. I wouldn't be shocked if they finished 1-16. in 16. I wouldn't be shocked if they were a 11-win team and made the playoffs. Rich... Try try to get the splinters out of your uh, rear end there, sitting on the fence. Uh, I pressed you for an honest answer, and this is what you give me. You could be a politician. I'm giving you honesty. Said a lot of honesty. I wanted to hear, yes, he's a dog, and I am drafting him as a QB1, or no, he's a bomb, get him out of here. But I didn't hear any of those. So thanks very much for that. I guess we'll move on then, and we're going to talk some actual players. Who are we looking to invest in for our dynasty squads? Who are we looking to get out from under, and why? I'm going to let you, as the resident expert and the guest, kick it off here. Who are you getting on the squad? Who are you going after? Um, all guns blazing. All in on Brees Hall. Um, Brees Hall was my my pre-draft darling. I was hyping him up to obscene levels before the draft. He's a 95th percentile prospect in my model. Um, to give you some context, Jonathan Taylor was a 94th percentile. Um, Reggie Bush was 93rd percentile, so he was ahead of those two guys. Um, I was all in on the guy, and then when when the Jets drafted him, it was kind of like, I know everyone's just going to think I'm a homer hoping up Freeze Hall. But uh, yeah, I, I think the guy can do everything. I think he is 
an elite an elite prospect. You talked about the kind of success rate and efficiencies of the run game for the Jets. They've added Lakin Tomlinson. I think this offensive line potentially getting Mackay Beckton back as well. I think it, the offensive line will take a step forward, and I think Brees Hall stepping in. I I, I think a running back seven is his current price. I think that's an easy buy for me. He's my uh, my dynasty RB four. So you're a Brees Hall ball washer. That's what we've uh, that's what we've established here. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love the boldness and the passion. I agree. He was my RB one in this class for sure. Um, my I is not going to surprise anyone who listens to the podcast or who knows me in any way, shape or form. It is Elijah Moore, my boy. Um, I need all the Elijah Moore I can get on my squads. He's coming in at wide receiver 29 on sleeper Superflex ADP. I feel like that is disrespectful. Um, that just is offensive to me. I don't understand that. I mean, it's just not good. It's not good enough. People wide receiver 29. He's coming in as like a, mid-range wide receiver three he is an absolute dog i mean this guy is a stud great production profile he literally balled out last year in his rookie year and we've just talked about zach wilson's historically awful rookie year um so not a lot of positive things going on he still managed to after the first couple weeks getting his feet wet coming back from the bye week i believe off the top of my head um he was wide receiver three from like week seven to 13 when he got injured in ppr leagues so not wide receiver 13 or 33 he was wide receiver three. So I'm not saying he is going to be a wide receiver, wide receiver, the wide receiver three this year, but he is certainly, in my opinion, easy buy for me. Elijah is a dog. Um, I think people are scared by Garrett Wilson coming to town. I'm not. I'm not scared. Give me all the Elijah Moore. I think you get him on the squad and you absolutely prosper. I love it. Give me all the Elijah Moore. I'm going to stop talking about it. So we're moving on then to our bye. Goodbye. See you later. Who do you got for us? Who's your first um, sort of, I have to say, hasta la vista here? So it's Corey Davis, which um, hurts me because I, I, I do like a bit of Corey Davis. I'll be honest. Um, when the Jets signed him, I was very excited. I think he's that prototypical Z receiver that fits in is a fantastic run blocker, but I just think he's going to be the odd man out. Um, although his contract technically runs till 2024, the Jets can get out of it at the end of the year. Uh, I think you see when they're drafting Elijah Moore in the second round, they're then spending a top 10 pick to go and get Garrett Wilson. They've re-signed Braxton Barrios. And I just think that Corey Davis is, you know, they're not going to keep him around beyond this year. And I think that at best, he's what, a wide receiver five for you this year. So I just think if you can get probably a third, I'd I'd be happy to uh, to to jump off Corey Davis at this point because I just don't think the uh, the ceiling's there. And I think that his floor's pretty low being the at best third or fourth option on the offense. Yeah, for me, he's one of those ideal candidates that if I have him on the roster, what I want to try and do is like, I'll be like, give Corey Davis and my third to get your second, you know, so use him as that piece to like move up slightly draft something like that so i agree with you he's not really the future of the jets um he is just a decent wide receiver but never going to be really a league winner i don't think uh for me my goodbye is going to be cj uzama and it sounds probably a bit odd because i don't think anybody's like breaking the bank to go get him but i think some people have been trying to put two and two together and they've been coming up with 22 and they're kind of trying to say look there was no tight end production. They need a tight end. They went out and paid a lot of money to CJ Uzama. He's going to be a stud. You know, he's going to be the tight end. You want 
this guy on the roster. And if there's any sort of buzz like that, I'd be quite happy to flip him because he didn't really do much for fantasy last year with Joe Burrow and the Bengals who were an elite offense and went to the Super Bowl. Um, he's really a blocking specialist. He's great at blocking. I think that's one of the reasons they brought him in. They've already good at the run game. One of the great things about tight ends is that they can be an extra offensive lineman. They can help establish the run. Um, I, I don't think CJ Uzama is the guy that's going to be like, especially when you talk about Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, I mean, there's some absolute stud. Michael Carter still, you know, there's a lot of weapons there. I don't imagine CJ Uzama is going to be very high up on that train. So similar to Corey Davis, if you can package CJ Uzama and a third and move up to a second or something like that, I would be more than happy to do so. What about then a sneaky stash? You who probably knows the team better than anyone other than uh, Mike LaFleur, who would you say is somebody that you're kind of looking, searching the waiver wires or trying to just get on the squad because you think there could be a nice ROI for you? So, you know, practice what you preach. This guy is officially my most rostered player. Um, and it's Braxton Barrios, who is currently wide receiver 115 in sleeper ADP. So I imagine you can probably grab him off some waiver wires. Um, this is for those of you who don't know, Zach Wilson's best friends. They 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 share. They they started turning up to training camp in matching t-shirts and things like that. Like they are properly best buds. We talk about the the overhyped and and the big named receivers, but. That contract the Jets gave Braxton Berrios is it's not minor. You know, two years, $12 million, $6 million a year, like that, that's proper money. And Braxton Berrios is a guy that, you know, he's he's never going to light up any scoreboards. He's not going to put up, you know, a, a 10 target, 150 yards, two touchdown games. But the guy is just a chain mover. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's he's in that, 80 to 100 target range at the end of the year. He's just going to eat up a lot of those third down conversions. That's where Zach Wilson's going with the ball. You see the connection there last year. And I think that, you know, we saw Cole Beasley have that incredible year up in uh, Buffalo two years ago. I don't think that's that's quite the ceiling for Braxton Barrios, but I wouldn't be shocked if he wasn't far off because I really think that there is potential there for flex plays week in week out basically for Braxton Barris because I think he he just eats up those short underneath routes and and as I said he is a chain mover whenever Zach Wilson needs a play on a short down distance Barris is the guy he looks for I remember plugging him into my lineup a couple times last year you know like in dynasty leagues I remember picking him up off the waivers and using him uh he was really awesome there was a couple I think he had like one or two two touchdown games or something like that last year it was awesome he's a great like kick returner as well um, if you're in any sort of leagues that get return yardage. So my sneaky stash is actually a tight end. So it's Tyler Conklin. So I feel like if you're looking for some sort of offensive tight end situation to attack there in, in New York, it's probably Tyler Conklin. He got similar money to CJ Uzama. He is more of a pass catching. He did really well last year for the Vikings with Irv Smith going down and Vikings don't even really you know, target the tight end very much. They don't have a lot of targets going there, but he was still serviceable, still usable. And he comes in at tight end 47. So he's literally almost, he's like about 10 spots below CJ Uzama um, on sleeper Superflex ADP. So absolutely guy you can probably grab off the waivers. If you're in any sort of tight end premium league, I think that he will be the guy if there is a tight end in the room that's going to be utilized in the red zone, things like that. I think it'll be Tyler Conklin personally. Um, but yeah, that, and again, it's just super cheap, super, you know, just, 
not going to cost you anything to get in on and see if there's any sort of production there whatsoever. So I'm proud of you, Rich. You have managed to not nominate Zach Wilson for MVP yet, but I am going to ask you, as I have with all the other teams, for a bold prediction for your beloved Jets in 2022. What do you have for us? Hit us with your best shot. So um, my bold prediction is that I believe Brees Hall will be the Dynasty RB1 before the end of the season. That is spicy. That is not what you put in the show docs there. So you, <laughs> you definitely threw a curveball on me because my my bull prediction was actually Brees Hall finishes as a top 12 running back this year as a rookie, um, which I think some people will be surprised at because it's interesting in a lot of times like a, a really highly drafted running back, especially like the first running back drafted usually hits really high even in super and in, in refla- redraft ADP that year, whereas he's going lower than a lot of like recent you know, highly drafted running backs. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, it's the Jets. They suck. Um, he's maybe not going to get enough. And and a lot of people really like Michael Carter last year. I think a lot of people, I love Michael Carter. I really, really like Michael Carter. So it really broke my heart when Brees Hall went to the Jets. But unfortunately, I do think it's a situation where like, you know, sort of the king has arrived. Um, and I do think that he is just a superior talent, a superior specimen, and he is just going to get his. And I, I, I genuinely think he'll be a top 12 um, running back this year for fantasy football there you go folks bull predictions and all in the bag afc east plenty of targets plenty of trade options out there for you once again if you don't follow rich i don't know why you wouldn't you need to create a twitter if you don't have one just so you can follow rich at dynasty island check out his patreon check out his podcast the five yard rush dynasty podcast um check out his work over at dlf there's so much good stuff going on there. Rich is an awesome guy. A lot of great content. Is there anything else you want to plug or shout out, Rich, before we go? No, no. You've you've done a fantastic job hyping me up and uh, telling everyone where to find me. Absolutely. There you go. So a great wingman. That's who I am. I'm always, always, always there to pump you up. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely mean it. I genuinely do. I, I, I've said this before. I don't really invite anybody on the show that I don't actually genuinely respect and appreciate and admire um, in the space. So if they're on the show and especially if they become repeat guests, you know that I like them. I respect them. So if my recommendation means anything to you, then you'll go and check out Rich's content, follow him, see what he's all about. But guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you can, if you have a spare 30, 45 seconds in your super busy lives, drop on your favorite podcast listening platform, drop a rating, a review really helps the show. I really appreciate it. Go give Rich one as well. He deserves it. He is a legend. He is an absolute lord. Thank you for sticking with us. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. We still got a couple more divisions to go, so stick with us. We'll be back again soon. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver. Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate